Hello, my name is Eva, and before I start, just a quick update. Those of you who have been kind enough to follow from the start will have noticed that the history episodes have disappeared. That is because I have launched a separate history-only podcast called Restless Times in History. There is a link to it in this episode's description, and I hope I will see you there too. Next week on The History Podcast, I shall start a story about an 11th century adventurer called Margaret. But this podcast will, as ever, be about learning and books we love, especially this one, The Murder at the Vicarage by Agatha Christie. While Christie's beloved amateur sleuth, Miss Jane Marple, had previously appeared in short stories starting in 1927, The Murder at the Vicarage, published in 1930, is the first full-length novel in which the observant, elderly spinster Miss Marple is introduced. In later novels, Miss Marple would be portrayed as a rather sweet-faced senior citizen who only pretended to be a bit flustered at times, and who was, more importantly, very well liked by all. And indeed, in the adaptation from 2004, that is the light in which she is presented. But in the 1930 novel and in the 1986 BBC adaptation starring Joan Hickson, Miss Marple is quite a different woman, somewhat less doddering and with an altogether more ambivalent reception by her neighbours who fear her for her shrewd assumptions that are always right. This makes her at least to me, a very interesting character. The story is told in the first person by the vicar, Leonard Clement, who not long ago married a much younger and distractingly pretty wife, as he calls her. The vicar and his cheerful wife, Griselda, live a quiet life in the village of St. Mary Mead with a housemaid of uncertain skills, a nephew who does not know when to leave humour well alone, and around them live a handful of sensitive, gossip-loving spinsters and an irate local squire whom no one has a good word to say about. In fact, the book famously opens with the vicar himself declaring in a spirit most unbecoming to a man of the cloth that if anyone murdered Prothero, they would be doing the world at large a service. Of course, these words come back to haunt the vicar when the very same Prothero, St. Mary Mead's irate squire, is murdered and done to death in the vicar's own study. Gossip is rife, as there are plenty of suspects, strange coincidences are examined, and things that really do go bump in the night frighten many. 
and into this scenario Miss Marple appears. Though she is hardly the main character of the book, it is she who draws attention to the importance of details and half-forgotten comments and gently guides those in dire need of guiding towards the solution to the murder mystery. There are some very memorable people inhabiting this story, such as the murdered man's wife, Anne Prothero, a woman of quiet strength, Lettuce Prothero, a young lady who spends a great deal of energy portraying herself as vague, but who Miss Marple thinks is quite crafty in her own way. There is Dr. Haydock, who seems to have unconventional views on the treatment of criminals, yet is fired up when evildoers take advantage of the weak. And there is Miss Jane Marple herself. When the vicar's wife rejects Miss Marple's observations offhand and claims, oh, she must be mistaken, the vicar argues, she never is. That kind of old cat is always right. Miss Marple's immaculate cottage is advantageously placed to see many, as in many, many goings-on in her end of the village, and from the vantage point of her Japanese-inspired garden, she observes the highs, and not least, the very lows of human behaviour. For that is, she admits, what interests her the most her own special hobby. She is frequently accused of always imagining the worst of others, and she always replies that the worst, at least the bad, is often quite true. For Miss Marple, village life is anything but dull. It is simply a chance to study life under a microbe, with everything so near at hand. And somehow, Miss Marple always seems to be near at hand when something happens in St. Mary Mead. As the story is written in the first person by the vicar, we, as the reader, are only privy to such information that the vicar himself possesses. And it is in his temple that we, as a reader, slowly piece the murder mystery together, and this makes for a compelling, suspenseful read. The vicar is a man of whom most people, the interesting and the annoying, seem to expect endless patience and devoted attention and it makes for some hilarious inner dialogue when the vicar's patience is tried to the back teeth, especially by those prim and proper ladies secretly reveling in the newfound fame of being part of a murder mystery. Oh, dear vicar, I do so shrink from publicity. Oh, and oh, to stand up in court. Well, in special cases, they let you sit as a witness, is one of his many retorts when tested to his limits. But all the comments, all the witty comments aside, 
Agatha Christie excels in imbuing the novel with an undercurrent of unease as a steady stream of suspicion and unnerving events disrupt the quiet existence of village life. As a reader, you are left in no doubt that for all the eccentric characters going about doing, well, eccentric things, there is real malice afoot. A well-planned murder has been committed and a cold mind is behind it. The main characters are increasingly affected as they brush up against cruel talk and crueler acts. This is essentially a character-driven story with the plot revealed through characters' interaction rather than through action itself. And this method is also used in the final reveal of the murderer's identity. This is not the breathless chase and near escape of a murderer. This is the outplotting of the plotter, with Miss Marple offering the means of catching a killer and the answer to the why of the murder. Now, the reader may or may not have had an inkling to the solution, but you as a reader are afforded a satisfying answer to how it was done. Though, once again, in an Agatha Christie novel, I cannot help but wonder what on earth possessed the killer to go for such a complicated plot. The solution is probable, but just highly complicated. I have read this book many times and thoroughly enjoyed every single time. It is, by all accounts, a small and contained story, beautifully written with elegant restraint. There is a great deal of quick banter, of humour, but also of quiet hate and loud compassion. In other words, there are characters to care about in this novel, and that makes for a very engaging experience. The Murder at the Vicarage by Agatha Christie is a splendid read. Until next time, I have been Eva, and thanks so much for listening. <laughs>